Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Minister to us. Speak to us. Let the Bible come alive. Transform us. Release our gifts. Strengthen us with might in the inner man. Help us to rise up from here and finish the task of world evangelism. In Jesus' name, Amen. Allow me to bring to your attention some of the areas we are missing in our Bible colleges and in our churches. Number one, we are daring to produce Christians who have no power spiritually. The Bible does not recognize Christ followers who have no spiritual power. By Mark chapter 3 verse 14 and 15 the Bible says Jesus appointed 12 that they should be with him that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to cast out demons. Mark 3, 14 and 15, and the other in 12, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. And to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. The Bible called Jesus who prayed carried power. Where is the power gone? The more Bible college a person attends now, the less power he has. I read an article submitted by the Christian churches of South America. They came together and said, all the people they sent from South America to colleges in North America and the U.S., they come back with Ph.D., Masters, 
theology Greek, Hebrew but no power to cast out demons why should the church produce people with masters and PhD in agriculture who have never farmed why should we produce engineers who when their car breaks down they go to the wayside fitter who has not even gone to JHS he repairs their car but they have the engineering masters our bible colleges are becoming dead because they produce more and more people that lack the power that the bible has you need spectacles to see now ordinary church members carrying power number two we are having more and more bible colleges that lack a connection with the local church the bible college says is somewhere the local church is somewhere and immediately you tell somebody i'm going to bible college hey do you want to become a pastor because the bible colleges we are producing today produce students from bible college who have no connection with the local church on the ground the college is doing something the local church is doing something so what happens is when you want a youth leader in a church they gather and vote for the person who has more money than the person who has who has learned from any bible college the average church prefers a rich youth leader or women's leader to a trained youth leader because <laughs> they don't see the, the the use of a bible college when it comes to running the local church number three the more churches are increasing the more character is becoming worse i, I don't know about other countries but i know about ghana i know that the census of this country is saying we are 71.3 percent christian but when you look at the corruption index you see that the more churches are being planted in the country the more corrupt the country is getting well i don't know what you think about it but the more church is trained the more the character and lifestyle of the people should change 
look at the case in point this Acts chapter 11 verse 26 the Bible says when Barnabas got to Antioch he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and much people were added to the church then he went to Tarsus 70 miles away he got Paul and brought him to Antioch for one year for one year they gathered the church and taught and taught and taught these were Greeks first time becoming disciples after one year the townsfolk called them these are Christianos they are like Jesus Acts 11 26 we are taking Acts 11.26 And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. The disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Why? Church. Acts chapter 4 verse 13 says that they knew Peter John were fishermen and of course fishermen are rough you know fishermen the way they speak the way they dress the way they, they move but when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they knew that ah they took knowledge they have been to the bible college of jesus full stop the average christian at work doesn't want anybody to know that he is a christian if you like we shall just take a census of those of you here the average christian goes to church dances worships and somersaults in church and speaks postgraduate tongues but at work you never engage the people in your workplace about the gospel because they are buddhists they are muslims they are hindus they are atheists and you know when you confront them you have nothing to say you can't agree with them Therefore, you don't talk about Christianity. That's it. But these are learned, ignorant fishermen and tax collectors. When they spoke, and people saw the boldness, the courage with which they were talking, they said, Wow, these guys, they have been with Jesus. They have been with Jesus. Something is going wrong. Something is going wrong with our churches. Because the more churches we have, the worse Ghana is getting. You think about it. Now, let me talk about unrich people groups, unevangelized tribes and nations of the earth 
Christianity in its evangelical form has been in this Ghana country almost 200 years now but there are about 22 tribes and people groups which are unreached till now less than 2% of those people are Christians how how there is a village and there are 100 people in the village 71 of them are Christians but it's taking them 200 years now to carry the Jesus they have from the south to the north why? which kind of Christianity do we have that you, you, you are not interested in the conversion the change of people who have not heard the gospel which gospel did you hear there must be a disconnect somewhere because my wife testified today in church she has a friend and they have been friends for a very long time till today when she goes to the market and finds something good she doesn't tell her she will buy it sometimes she comes to the house and says give me 20 Ghana before I what I want to tell you give me 20 Ghana then my wife will give her 20 Ghana then she will bring the thing out and say look I found this in Makola and I bought one for myself and this is yours get it 20 Ghana you see she is just a friend she found something in the market and she said no I can't buy this for myself alone I, I need to buy for my friend and she comes and collects the money she is, it's not free but at least she must have it how come today's church is just interested in building bigger auditoriums more air conditioning more comfortable Christianity and doing everything so that you are okay in fact whenever there is a message and there is healing and there is marriage and there is anointing service the place is filled when you say discipleship you get about five people and they come and the others vote with their leg to show you that we are not interested if you keep on topics like this your church will die one pastor was bold to say that me I don't preach holiness so because if you want to preach holiness your church cannot grow where, where, where are we going with this kind of Christianity nobody is persecuting us nobody is beheading us nobody is stoning us nobody has a padlock on our mouths but we, are, we cannot function and the problem is from the bible colleges the leaders we are producing are reproducing themselves in the local churches.
Because when there is a shortage of strong Christian leadership, there will be a shortage of strong Christian followership. People follow strong leaders. If there are no strong leaders, there will be no strong followers. And if there are no strong followers, the next generation has no leaders. You see, I don't like what Osama Bin Laden did. But I respect him. That he alone took on the whole world. And Osama Bin Laden has changed the dynamics of terrorism in the whole world. He alone. Even when they killed him, people didn't believe. He was the brain and the axis of evil on earth. He used years to train the pilots who went to, to, to smash the Twin Towers in the U.S. Eh? Train them how to fly aeroplane. And, you know, he strategized until he nearly set America on fire. One man. People are born to do evil. People are strong to do evil. Christians are weak to do good. They are shy of doing good. Where did we get it from? Not from Jesus. Not from him. Because those who were with him became bold, courageous, even though they were fishermen. How come today people with degree from university cannot even share their faith with JHS students? They are afraid. They have nothing to share, really. They have nothing to share. Let me close with why a Bible college is critical in the life of every Christian. On this earth, you need to know certain things you want to die for. Any human being who is not prepared to die for anything will fall for everything. Men of conviction, they rule this world. People who are convinced, eh, they rule this world. The girl who is convinced that, look, I'm not going to break my virginity. I would rather die. I want to marry a person as a virgin. Young men who want to defile her. She will control them. Why? She has a conviction. She has a conviction. She has a conviction. She has a conviction. A teacher who says, I will never teach gay marriages in my class. I won't teach mar that marriage. Gay marriages. I will never, I would rather die as a teacher who control the hospital she works in. The doctor who says I will never cause abortion for a girl, criminal abortion, for any girl, I would rather die who rule the hospital or you sack him. Men and women of conviction who have something they want to live and die for, they rule this world. Men and women 
of no conviction. They are the rougher sponge and the mushrooms of the earth. Float some and jet some. Every wind tosses them. Today they are here. The next day they are here. They hear that this church is saying you must somersault three times. Then you will be saved. Then they are somersaulting. Then the next day they say, this prophet says you must be naked. Midnight. And turn around three times. Then all your, your sins will go. Then they are in midnight they are naked and they are turning around. They, you know, Second Timothy three seven says, "Weak-willed women, always learning, never arriving at a knowledge of truth. They are always learning, but they never come to a knowledge of the truth. Some people are like that. They go to church. They've been going to church all their lives, but if you ask them to quote ten Bible verses, they can't." Because they are always learning. Nothing registers in them. You see the person, you respect the person, but there is nothing in the person. It's an empty bag. The Bible gives conviction of truth. The scriptures tell us what to die for. And shows us Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Esther. You know, people prepared to die for what they believe. And show us that if you are not like that, there is a big lack in your life. Let a, a gunman enter any of our churches and, and, and begin to shoot the pastor. And the elders. And say, all of you who say you are born again, come to the front. Pa, pa. See the church. See the church. See that people will, will storm the gates in order to flee. And well-dressed gentlemen will be removing their flying ties in an attempt to escape. Bible college helps you with conviction. If you come to a good Bible college, by the time you are walking out of these gates, Saturday, you know you will never be the same. Because, yes, because you have got conviction. Yes. Jesus said in John 18, Verse 37 and 38. He said, Pilate asked him, what is truth? <laughs> and he said, this is the reason for which I was born. This is the reason I came into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Anyone who is of the truth listens to me. If you meet someone who is not interested in truth, he can listen to Muhammad. He can listen to Buddha. But if you want truth, you listen to Jesus. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And for this 21st century, you need conviction to go through. You see, your generation, I have never seen any generation like this before. I've been on this earth for 68 years. I haven't seen your generation before. Your generation questions everything. And is trying to force us to tolerate everything. 
The meaning of tolerance is that I know you are wrong, but my Christian discipline makes me put up with you. That's the meaning of tolerance. But today's generation wants to define tolerance that, look, I am wrong, but I want you to make it a law that I am right. That's tolerance today. When, when they say tolerance, what they mean is that I, I want to, I'm a man, I want to marry a, a man, but I want the court to rule that that is marriage. Who told you? Did you create marriage? Did you come to this earth to bring marriage? Marriage was here before you were born. Are you the one to define marriage for us? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? No court can legislate that a man should marry a man and it will be marriage. What do they mean? It's like saying that from today, the sun should shine in the night. And we have made it a, a law in our court, Ghana, that sun shines in the night. And then this every Ghanaian, when you say sun shines in the night, you say yes. What do you mean? The sun was shining before you were born. After you are dead, the sun will continue shining. You didn't invent gravity. Therefore, you cannot make a law to change gravity. Who are you anyway? When you die, you also end and go. And you need to pass through this world with conviction. That's why you need a Bible college experience. Jesus said in John 17, 17, make them in your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And 1 Timothy 3.15 calls the church the pillar and ground of truth. If I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Listen, the Bible calls the church the pillar and foundation of the truth. Is it the chapel? Is it the church building they are calling? Eh? No, you are not responding. Is it the church building that is the pillar and foundation of truth? It's the people who are in the church. They are the pillars of truth. They are the consciousness. They are the truth. It's human beings who know the Bible and hold the Bible and are prepared to die for the Bible. They are the pillars and the foundation of truth in the churches. Any church which lacks people who have gone through Bible training cannot be pillar and foundation of truth. They are pillar and foundation of lies and deception. I want to stop there because I can continue forever. So, you came to this Bible college not as entertainment, not as holiday, not because you don't have anything to do. 
is because you need a certain foundation and pillar in your personal life with which to face school. Somebody shared it recently, I think yesterday. He said when he went to the university, they put him in Katanga Hall, the very West Hall in KNUST. And he saw people stripping themselves naked, broad daylight. As he spoke, I remembered my own shock. 1974, when I got to Lagos, I was shocked. The teacher who taught me English in secondary school went through training college. So he came to the university the same year I was in the university. And they put him in Commonwealth Hall. whole day oh I saw these our students they went to toilet openly in front of the girls or water hall and they urinated into the air and ah, ah, I, ah, I mean I this was the first time I came to the university and I have never seen anything like that I thought a university student should be thinking I mean brothers and sisters you need conviction to go to the university you need conviction to start work one of our CDM brothers he told us that when he was doing national service all the people at his workplace said "Ah, you, you don't have a girlfriend you don't go out with girls you are impotent. So, lunch break, they all came. Choboy, Choboy. Then they held him. They lifted him up. And they started playing with his private parts. The office. The office. You need conviction before you start national service. You need conviction before you start work. If you join the police force now, and you say you want to bribe on the road, you need conviction. Are you with me? You need conviction. To marry, you need conviction. Otherwise, the advice your husband or wife will give you can kill you and your faith. Yeah. I had a case in my house. These were church members who, who, who caused abortion three times. And the fourth time, the girl said she won't cause abortion again. And the man said, you will cause so she held the man's private part and pulled it until the man I, I, I was at the hospital. And, you know, with stitches. And the case came to my desk. You need conviction to marry. You need conviction to marry. You need conviction. Brothers and sisters, every work you are doing, everywhere you are going, you need conviction. This is why the Holy Spirit to help you for tomorrow brought you to Bible College. God bless you in Jesus' name. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.